The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. We're back to Garen Perro's favourite part of the junior exploration space today. And by that, Garen Perro means finding a lightly capitalised junior with a known and growing resource base at good grade with the potential for some sweetener in the form of high grade ore. And despite all the attention in the junior space being on the battery materials at present, we shouldn't forget that the Aussie gold price is as good as could be hoped for at $2,500 an ounce. A junior that can see a pathway to production to capture those sort of prices is looking at margins of as much as, say, $1,000 an ounce. Punch out even a modest level of production and the potential is there for a lightly capitalised junior to be earning as much as its market cap in its first year. Garen Perra reckons today's guest, Great Northern Minerals, is reflective of all that. It is trading at 0.7 cents a share for a market cap of $12 million after pulling in $3 million from replacement to keep drilling to add to its gold story in North Queensland roughly inland from Townsville and between the gold camps of Kidston and Charters Towers. It trades under the code GNM or Gold November Mike. Just as a refresher, Great Northern has three gold projects, all of which were mined as oxide pits to shallow depths in the 80s and 90s. Worked pretty much stopped when gold tanked to below US $300 an ounce with the gold reserve sales by the then Federal Treasurer, Peter Costello, in 1997, not helping. Had the three projects been in WA, they would have been tested at depth and a long strike for more gold. That's just what Great Northern is doing after picking up the projects in May 2019. There's already been a couple of resource upgrades along the way and more are coming. Now we have Great Northern's Technical Director, Simon Coxall, with us today to bring us up to speed on the company's progress and what to look out for. G'day, Simon. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Barry. Thanks for having me. Okay. Now, Simon, there's uh, three projects on the books. Let's start with Big Rush, uh, where there was a resource grade upgrade earlier this year. Um, just run us through uh, what that upgrade was and uh, what the future for Big Rush is, do you think? Yeah, well, Big Rush was really the focus for the uh, company during 2020, and we completed in excess of 7,000 metres of RC, 500 metres of diamond drilling, and effectively tested over 1.6 kilometres of strike on regular 40 metre intersections with one or two holes per section. Um, Every one of those holes intersected the um, mineralised structures, and that enabled us to um, estimate a jork resource of about 154,000 ounces, comprised by three and a half million tonnes at about 1.4 grams per tonne. So that was the real focus for uh, 2020. And subsequent to that, 2020-21 has really led us into Camel Creek. And Camel Creek is the largest of the uh, previously mined areas with a series of shallow open pits mined down to about 30 metres, effectively targeting the oxide zone. And um, so we've, again, during 2021, systematically drilled that 2.2 kilometres of strike. 
All right. So uh, a diamond drilling program recently uh, completed there. Uh, when are the results expected and, and what sort of filters give you uh, to be able to put out a, a maiden jork resource? Um, look, the labs right around Australia and also including Townsville are under the pump at the moment. The core is actually currently getting uh, cut in Townsville. We only finished the program uh, literally five days ago. So the core's, the core's been logged geotechnically and geologically. Uh, the core's being cut at, the, at present and uh, samples will be delivered to the uh, laboratory in the next four or five days. We would anticipate the results from that diamond drilling uh, by the end of January, and at that stage, the initial jork resource for Camel Creek will commence. Um, we've done quite a bit of previous planning for this because the diamond drilling is really just the end of the Camel Creek um, exploration, but we thought it was important to confirm our structural interpretation uh, of the mineralisation, and if you don't see diamond core, you can't really do that. Mm, okay. Now, we've mentioned that uh, the history there is uh, quite recent, shallow oxide pits. What sort of depths are you drilling to, well, going back to Big Rush and Camel Creek? Uh, Big Rush, the deepest drill hole we've drilled there is in the order of uh, 180 metres um, from an RC point of view, and the diamond drilling tested an additional 60 metres below that, so down to about 240 um, similar statistics really at, at, at Camel Creek, um, RC testing down to 140, 180 metres and the recent diamond drilling, the deepest hole was in the order of 280 metres. Okay. And uh, what sort of action are you seeing at these uh, greater depths at both Big Rush and Camel Creek? Um, well, at, at Big Rush, the diamond drilling results weren't as encouraging as the RC. So we think we need to focus on addition of a different area um, at Big Rush. However, the deeper drilling at Camel Creek has really delivered the goods. We've had some, you know, fabulous intersections um, at at Camel Creek. You know, 22 metres at seven. We've we've had uh, we had six metres at 19. And what that drilling has shown is a continuous mineralised shear zone that varies between two and six metres of true thickness and extending over 1,200 metres of strike. So the challenge now is really to follow up on that uh, drilling. I think that, you know, we've defined what's called a, um, a plunging shoot, which means that the mineralisation um, has a particular direction that is now becoming predictable. And the more work we do, the more confident we're um, being with the mineralisation. The other thing at Camel Creek that's very important is when we started exploring there, um, uh, the antimony price was sitting at about $6,500 US a tonne. Today, it's closer to $12,000 US a tonne, which equates to about $17,000 Australian. Um, and the antimony grade based on our RC, and we haven't got the diamond results yet, but it looks like it's in the order of half a percent, which on a comparative value is equivalent to about $170 a tonne. So we've recently collected a large metallurgical composite sample from Camel Creek. That's been submitted into ALS laboratories in Perth and we have a program of test work designed to uh, understand exactly what the uh, likely metallurgical recovery of both the gold and with, a, I guess, a bit of a renewed focus on the antimony and the antimony is contained within a mineral called stibnite. 
Mm. Does its present uh, give you an indication at all that you might be in uh, high-grade patches? Um, yeah, no, certainly. I mean, we, we've had two drill holes that are sort of spatially 100 metres apart, and both of those, one one had a 150-gram um, intersection, another one had 120-gram intersections. We've got some 40s and some 50s. Um, so the answer is yes, and I guess what I envisage at Camel Creek is a development program incorporating, a, let's call it a starter open pit, and then followed by underground development. Uh, just an aside, we, uh, Victoria is uh, one of the lowest cost gold producers after they take in their antimony um, credits uh, is uh, here in Victoria. So they can be uh, great mines if uh, they shape up. Now, and antimony, of course, um, strategic metal. And with people talking about uh, Taiwan being invaded and whatever, it's used as a what fire retardant plus uh, to uh, in tanks and other things. <laughs> If it's if it, if it's alloyed with other metals, it makes those other metals harder. So, for example, you can put um, a certain percentage of antimony in with lead, and that makes that alloy uh, harder than just straight lead. Mm. I think they, yeah. I think they actually put a bit of it in bullets. Yeah, and uh, it's very good uh, for shields on tanks and things, apparently. Yes, so. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That, those sort of things. So, you know, it might be a free kick, but, you know, given where the price is, and, you know, we had one intersection of five metres at 7% antimony. Mm. Uh, so that's, uh, uh, that, that's got some value. But we need to be able to demonstrate um, that we can extract that. And we're looking at, you know, I guess it's a bit of a similar flow sheet to... Um, to what some others are doing, um, mm -hmm. particularly Mount Carlton, whereby you produce a sulphide con uh, that contains the gold and the antimony and you then sell that concentrate. And what that means is the potential capital costs of the project are significantly reduced from taking it the whole way through to the production of a gold bar. Mm, okay. Now, well, uh, the third project in, in the books, uh, Golden Cup, small resource but high grade. What's, uh, what's happening there? Yeah, look, Golden Cup's spatially very close to Camel Creek. As the crow flies, it's about 12 kilometres away and the drilling at, at Golden Cup has been very restricted. We've drilled eight holes, average depth of about 80 metres, uh, compared to Camel Creek where we've drilled in the order of 90 holes with an average depth of, call it, 120 metres, mm -hmm. uh, with some deeper dip drilling down to 180 metres. Now, we know at... Um, at Camel Creek, the mineralisation extends to great vertical depth and I guess our expectation is that Golden Cup will be the same. So one of the focuses of 2022 is to systematically assess at depth uh, the Golden Cup and if we can uh, establish that that mineralisation like Camel Creek goes down to, say, 200 metres, the potential to rapidly expand our current resource and then use it as an adjunct into the production scenario that we envisage could be very positive. Because the resource there currently stands at what, about 30,000 ounces? It's, yeah, it's about 30,000 ounces. Um, it's a little bit similar to Camel Creek in terms of previously mined uh, shallow open pits. Mm -hmm. So our task next year is you know, to probably systematically assess it, 40 metre centres, two holes on each section, um, and there's about sort of 800 metres there. But as I say, if, 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 if that drilling is successful, um, we can possibly rapidly expand that resource 
and have that as a, an additional feedstock into um, an ultimate plant at Camel Creek. Right. Okay. Now, uh, another well, potential game change for the company is, um, and it was nominated in the ASX announcement, really the uh, $3 million placement, was uh, looking at uh, Mike's anom- anomaly at a big rush. Mike's, Mike's anomaly is very interesting. It sits just outside of our mining leases within our expiration licence. So we've got a series of mining leases at both um, Camel Creek, uh, Golden Cup and Big Rush, and we've subsequently secured the uh, surrounding expiration licences. And, and Mike's anomaly um, is so termed um, in recognition of a very good geologist called Mike Barr, who's based in Townsville and has done significant work on these projects over really the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, we There had been some historic geochemistry, and last year Mike and I went for a big walk in the bush, completed some mapping and some sampling, and effectively defined anomalous gold mineralisation over about 400 metres of, of strike, Um, I think the best rock chip sample we found was 26 grams per tonne, but significant alteration. And the other difference in Mike's anomaly, it seems to be contained specifically within siltstones and shales, whereas uh, Big Rush is contained principally within uh, sandstone units, more brittle units. Mm-hmm. But there can be chemical reactions between the um, with the shales, the black shales, uh, which produce what's called a reducing environment, and therefore, when the gold mineralisation is introduced, it precipitates more readily. So there's never been a drill hole in Mike's anomaly. Um, so that's another uh, project area that we're very keen to get stuck into in 2022. Right, and obviously never touched uh, historically. Uh, that's correct. Yep, yep, yep. There's no no historical workings or anything uh, on it. Um, it was simply a geochemical anomaly, um, and yeah, rock, rock chip sampling and mapping has really defined a, a very prospective zone that we're we're very keen to drill test. Okay, all right. So the idea, of course, in the long run or for the near term, is to uh, get into production. So I'm just wondering where you're at in terms of uh, potential scoping studies, and and if you could give us a, a rough feel of the sort of answers you'd like across the. Uh, the projects to get you on that pathway into production? Yep. Um, well, the, the first step is the completion of the Camel Creek initial uh, JORP resource. Um, I am very confident that we'll get that completed by the end of the first quarter of next year. We're really only waiting on diamond drilling and then, you know, final interpretation and interpolation of the grades and the block modelling, um, incorporating the subsidiary um, metals in terms of the antimony uh, in that work. Uh, we have composite RC um, drill chip samples in at ALS laboratory now. So there'll be a series of gravity and flotation tests to understand the optimum parameters for extracting the gold and any subsidiary metals that um, may have some value. Uh, and at that stage, you know, we can really kick off the, the mining studies, which will determine what percentage of the resource will sit in an open pit and what percentage is more likely to be mined from an underground uh, mining scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit tricky to say exactly what sort of uh, ounces you need, but I guess my my feeling from back of the envelope numbers, and I have spent quite a bit of time in production environments, is, you know, 200,000 ounces is going to get us very close. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, that, and as I say, if we can do that at Camel Creek and then we've got uh, Golden Cup and further development of resource ounces there, um, that could work, work very nicely for us. Right, okay. And just on the uh, $3 million raising, um, it's been a bit tricky for some of the, uh, the gold stocks recently given uh, the US dollar price has been you know, to the downside. Uh, but as I mentioned, the A dollar price is fantastic given the, our currency's fall. But I was just wondering, what was the level of support coming in? Oh, look, it was significantly oversubscribed, but we weren't surprised at that. Um, we haven't been immune to uh, decreases in the stock price. We haven't got any lithium um, within our tenements, and I think a lot of the investment funds have moved from gold into some of those battery metals. So we've, uh, we haven't been immune to that. Um, but the pricing was done at uh, 0.06 of a cent, which was a bit disappointing, particularly for the existing shareholders. But nonetheless, it puts us in um, great stead going forward for 2022. We're fully funded for all the work that we want to do, and we appreciate the support of the new um, shareholders and CPS who got behind us. Right. Okay. And what is the uh, the makeup of the share register? Oh, look, there's a number of high net worth uh, individuals who have been with the company for considerable time. Um, there's a lot of mums and dads out there. Um, Great Northern Minerals was previously called a company called Green Power, but I must say, did all sorts of nebulous things. Um, and since there, there's been a ten to one reconstruction. So we've had new investors in the resource sector who have joined us and followed us. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's it's been a good ride for some, not so good for others. Mm-hmm. Now, a straightforward uh, golden, possibly antimony story as uh, things go forward. Yeah, well, that's that's what we've now got to do. We've got to demonstrate and understand what the value of the project is and how best to um, monetize it. Right. Uh, I'm a big fan of people doing other things. Um, any other projects you might be eyeing off in that part of the world now that you've got a base up there? Um, look, we're always reviewing projects and we'll continue to do so. Um, never say never. We're very comfortable with the projects we've got, but if something was to come along that fitted, I guess, our skill sets um, and our operational capability, we'd be more than happy to look at it and, and do so. Because mm. that part of the world, of course, is not as crowded as the WA scene for a junior. No, no, well, that's true. Well, your starting comments, if these projects were in Western Australia, they would have been drilled out, and that is certainly the case. So, so what, I I understand that. I guess I'm you're giving a, a, a good wrap there, but I was just wondering, uh, just for so we can cement it in the minds of investors, what are the key news flow items you see coming forward in the next, uh, say, three to six months? Um, we'll get the diamond assays from Camel Creek, hopefully by the end of January. I'm hoping within a month from there, we'll have a resource estimate out of um, out from Camel Creek, and then there'll be uh, ongoing um, drilling at Golden Cup to evaluate that below the 80 metres that it's been tested, drilling at Mike's Anomaly, and ongoing development of the uh, scoping study for the overall project. Right, so all in all, a big 2022 shaping up. Yeah, no, I think it should be a really, uh, really good year. Hopefully gold keeps moving in the right direction and, um, yeah, we we move forward on, on our projects. And now you've got the cash to do it too. Exactly, which is yeah. which is very comforting. <laughs> all righty, Simon, thanks for that. Great rundown on the, what the company's up to and we look forward to uh, some uh, exciting news events in the uh, 12 months ahead. So with that, thanks for your time today and good luck with it all. Thank you, Barry. Cheers. Cheers.